Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Hey, welcome. We're, uh, this is the uh, intro issue start of Spears and Steinberg podcast, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always been told by people that I should do a podcast, but I always give credit where credit is due. And, I, and it's such a, a all facets of entertainment uh, is art. And, and to master the art, uh, you got to put a lot of time in and you got to have a gift for it. And you got to know what you're doing and I guess fall and stumble along the way. So this being the first one, we might fall flat on our faces, but here goes. But I'd like to give respect and hats off. This is a tip hat moment. To Billy Burr, uh, who I think is one of the greatest comics of our generation and has one of the greatest podcasts ever. Um, uh, and, I, I, you know, I, I don't know that Bill – Bill knows of me because uh, we actually worked together. We did this Canadian bus tour way back when, up and down, a little bit of, uh, more up and down the East Coast. And it was him, myself, Tom Papa, Greg Giraldo. Um, and every now and then they would switch out for Nick DiPaolo. Um and so Bill knows of me. I know of him. Uh, I remember one time we were, I was flying back from a from Dallas, and I was on sitting first class, and it was Bill Burr, myself, and the Wayans brothers. And I was like, Jesus, what a flight! Uh, and I told Bill how much I liked this podcast, and you know, uh, you were all in first class. Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. you motherfuckers? Hey, brother, this is a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, three black guys and a white dude. It was nice. Um, and yeah, all the brothers was entertainers. Um, but yeah, I, I, I big hats off to Burr. Uh, and, I, and I say this as a fan, as somebody on the outside watching. Um, and I hope if he ever hears this, he doesn't take offense to it. He might tell me, go fuck myself, like, you know, which is one of his sayings. Um, but I really wish he would keep his wife off the podcast. Uh, she, she sounds like a lovely woman. The lovely Nia? The lovely Nia. But, but you know, and I, I thought I was the only one that thought this. And he probably doesn't give a fuck. Um, he probably knows himself. And he really doesn't give a shit. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards his wife by any means. Um, even though a lot of the jagoffs on YouTube, if you read the comments, a lot of people feel this way. But a lot of those people are racist dicks who say a lot of fucked up shit because they're mad at the fact that, you know, their hero married a black woman. Uh, which I, I, you know, again, tip hat moment to him. He's got that De Niro shit in him. Uh, so <laughs> I love it. Uh, but that's clearly not my reason or shouldn't be any reason to not want her on i just my thing is i'm greedy i just want to hear bill's point of view like it's almost like you know we, we don't want to hear yoko we want john we don't want tommy chong's wife we want tommy you know you, you give us give us you know give us what we want I, that, I, that's just me as a yeah. fan so bill if you ever hear this or if word ever gets back to you believe me i mean no disrespect ever 
you're one of the greatest, man. You, you're truly on my Mount Rushmore comedy, and I respect you tremendously. Even if you don't like me or whatever, that's fine. Uh, but please keep me off the podcast. I See, I like it when it's just me and him because I feel like we're having a conversation. Right. Well, I, I don't even mind when he has other comedians on. I think that's a good thing. It's like two great musicians coming together to make a, you know, have a jam session. You know, you're getting two funny points of view and you're getting educated on some things as well. So I, I get that because that's the business I'm in. So I don't mind that. But anything shy of a comic, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. I just, dude, Bill's, Bill's great. Bill's great. I, I, I personally, I got to hang out with Bill for. Uh, a few minutes yeah. uh, each night when he was in Phoenix. Awesome dude. Just yeah. an awesome dude. So, yeah, shout out to Bill. Yep. What else? What else you know, we were, and we were talking last night about uh, New York versus L.A. That's one of the things I thought was funny about you. Because mm. you were the New York guy. You're the New York guy, and you just said... You are now the L.A. guy. Yeah, man. I, <clears throat> I've been in L.A. since 93. Uh, and most New Yorkers hate L.A., but, I mean, I fucking love it. It's And I moved out there when I was 17, so everything became mine for the first time. You know, my first real piece of pussy consistently, my first <laughs> crib, my first car. So it was it was really my, my entrance into manhood uh, as a man being able to stand on my own. So I kind of felt like, you know what, this belongs to me, where New York and Jersey was I was still in my mama's house, you know, and I was still trying to figure it out. Um, so it wasn't really mine. Um, but besides that, man, the women, the weather and the weed, man, you can't fuck with L.A. <laughs> you know, I, I go back to New York sometimes and in the dead of winter. I'm over that shit, you know, and even when it's even when you go when it's nice, that humidity, like that's what's great about L.A., man. The weather, it's like when it's hot, it's not humid, it's not sticky. It's just hot from its, the temperature, but it, you don't have that sting in the air. And when it's cold, it's not freezing. It's just cool, you know? Um, There's something about the struggle in New York that I love more than anything else, though. Yeah, I like the grit. I love the, the grittiness and the honesty and the realness in New York. Uh, but, yeah, the other day when I was at Gotham, man, I, you know, I watched the same rat run across the street <laughs> three times from the building it was in to the garbage dump. Pulling food, you know, uh, gathering food. And I saw that same rat three times in 15 minutes. I'm, I'm over that. You know, L.A., you know, like I said, the women are all groomed to try to be somebody special and sexy. Uh, and that weed, man, it's the most potent shit ever. My, my <laughs> weed bag got Snoop's picture on it, like Washington <laughs> on a dollar bill. It's official. Uh, no, I can't. I can't get. I just can't do the driving. I can't do the driving in L.A. I'll stay. I, I when the opportunity I'm going to New York I can't I can't I'll take a subway right. stinky people and jamming myself in yeah and but see you're not, you're not a native so that that still is impressive to you <laughs> when you've lived there for for over ten years uh, you get over that shit you know I mean listen I, I I would love to be bi-coastal and have a high-rise apartment or a condo or something in New York uh, that would be awesome but L A has got to be the primary residence man. You know, I, every time I go to New York, after six days, I'm ready to get out. Love it. Love it. Uh, we were talking about, and, and it's almost something that we do after every weekend when we're trying to size up the weekend, but we talk about the greats, like the greats of comedy. Yep. Like, who's your, like we, we talk about, we try to make a Mount Rushmore. We never make a, a full-fledged, like, this is who it is. I haven't. Well, I don't know if you have. Well, 
you know, I, 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 I've, I've said this before. I don't count Eddie Murphy, Pryor, Carlin, because uh, those guys are gods, man. I mean, those guys are the they're the Mount Olympus of comedy. So when I think of Mount Rushmore, I think of more like you know guys underneath the gods. Uh, and I've always said uh, Dave Chappelle, Patrice O'Neill, Bill Burr, and Tommy Davidson. I, I, I used to say Corey Holcomb, but obviously, given circumstances. You, I had to destroy that face and and put. But I always said it was a tie between Corey and Tommy. But uh, Tommy definitely, Tommy Davidson, stand up uh, is such an explosive piece of dynamite. You know, he's he's un, he doesn't get the credit he deserves for in, in comedy, like oh, like nationally, like yeah. on a national level. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I, I ain't gonna throw the. I, uh, we all have problems in this business, okay. but we also know that shit ain't ain't politically fair so uh there's a lot of guys who probably don't get the proper hat tip that they should get uh who's your four you don't have a four you gotta have a four i just have a one Nah, you gotta have a four no i just who's have your one prior yeah but that again again i know what you said i almost but feel like to say prior is like okay but who today moves you Chappelle and burr yeah you got Patrice. You don't put Patrice. In. Yeah, well, I could put Patrice there, but you you said today, like I mean, to, Patrice I mean, ain't going to release anything t- tomorrow. Well, neither is Notorious B.I.G., but he's always in everybody's top, top five. five. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? When you, yeah. With that level of excellence, you know, people, that's why it kills me when people go, "How could they put Biggie in their top five when he only had two albums? How many more albums did he need to show you what he was capable of?" You know what I'm saying? And don't yeah. you don't need fifty pieces of work to show motherfuckers what your skill level is like. He showed you in two albums, two albums, and those two albums, especially that first one, uh, kills eighty percent of what's out there today. You know, skills are skills, man. At the end of the day, you ain't got to get hit five times by a motherfucker to know they they can punch. Well, and, and you're right because I mean, in, in any other thing, if you, if you uh, if you were an Olympic runner and you you won a, a world's record in gold, you don't have to continue to say, "Well, I make a gold every day." You 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 you, you got that. You it's, solidified it's, it's, it. It's, it's, it's done. already done. But for some reason, in entertainment, we have to continue to hit you over and over and over again before people go, "Okay, this guy's for real. He's legit." But in that, I would put Patrice and I'd put uh, Louis C.K. Then as the other. Yeah, kid. yeah. That, uh, that's mine. Yeah, and it's funny, man, because comedy is so subjective. What you know? It's interesting. What works for one person doesn't work for another, and there are guys in this business who are hailed as legends. And just again, if I if I take a step back as a fan or someone who's just watching, you know, some of those guys are head scratchers to me. I, I go really, uh, but you know, different strokes for different folks, man. Oh, do you want to? Do you want to? You want to talk about? It? You want? Nah, I, I just no. I you know. <laughs> Fine line. Here we go. Uh, listen, man. I, I, as as it's almost like when you go when you watch a fight, a pay per view fight or an HBO fight, and you're watching, let's say, De La Hoya Mosley, and you look in the crowd, sitting ringside, and you'll see Lennox Lewis, and you'll see Tyson, and you'll see other professional fighters, and it's like game recognize game, game respect game. So even if such and such ain't your favorite fighter, because you're in the same business you still can learn you still can pick things up you still can go okay i see how how he did that or what he did there or oh okay maybe i should do pick up on that and and uh you know so i i don't i do black 
I don't really. I know that there are black people that would watch Seinfeld, the show. I I, I was a fan of the show, um, uh, because it's a, it's a different kind of it's a different style of comedy, the way they deliver and the performances, uh, and the quirkiness of it, um. But his stand up, and I mean, look, the guy is a, a respected legend in stand up. I always thought, you know, can Seinfeld get in front of a room full of black people and kill him the way he does white people? Because black people, we like seasoning, man. We like spice. That's why we got high blood pressure and cholesterol. You know, we over season, but we like that kick. And Jerry Seinfeld's comedy to me always came off like food with no seasoning. You know, yeah, you'll get full. Yeah, it'll serve its purpose. Yeah, you won't be hungry no more. But I just was like, I don't know if there's any spice on it. I, I, I just, you know, and I much get, respect to Seinfeld, man. I, again, this is why I say fine line, because you know, people love to take shit and run with it. Oh, did you hear what he said? Oh, you hater! I'm not. I, listen, I, I respect the man to fucking death. He had one of the hottest TV shows and the most successful TV shows that to this day in syndication will pay for his generation of children <laughs> uh, eighty times over. Uh, so you you got to You got to You know, tip your hat. That's, that's a tip hat moment. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, I, can can a motherfucker ever just look at something objectively and be honest? It's like anytime you're honest about something, if it goes against the grain even a little bit, you're a hater, you're this, you're that. Can I have a motherfucking opinion? But isn't that what comedy was supposed to be about, to maybe go against the grain or show the other side in a humorous way? Are we? Are we... When it's supposed to be done right? Yeah. When it's supposed to be done right? Yeah. So I don't understand. It is. This is a weird. You know, when we're talking about comedy and comics, and and, and we just got to that. I mean, and, and and you said game recognizes game, but there's animosity in this business, and there always is. But right. is it because of the opportunities? If you took the opportunities away, if we all just did this with a hat and we're just making change, trying to get do our passion, right? Would there be animosity still? Yeah, because some people's hat would have more change than others. <laughs> so it is. It's always about. It's all. It always comes down to the opportunity or the, what you get out of it. I mean, you know, it depends on what's important to you. You know, my my, my one of my, fr- my one of my first managers uh, and kind of mentors always told me, "Don't let this business define. Don't let anyone define your happiness. But specifically, don't let Hollywood define your happiness. You know, you should be. You should define your own happiness." And for some guys, it's what, it's what makes you happy. Look at Chappelle. He, he ain't Mr. Hollywood. He don't want to live in L.A. He lives in fucking, Ohio. you know, obscure Ohio. And, you know, Dave seems from what I, I don't know a lot about Dave other than what we all know. So I don't know what that man does in his personal life. But uh, maybe he's the most loyal husband in the world. But if he's got an appetite for pussy, like most men, slim pickings in Ohio. I've been to Ohio. <laughs> Cleveland, them bitches look like 48th place, man. This is shit. It's just depressing. Ain't no pussy in Ohio. You know what I mean? But he don't want to live in New York. He don't want to live in Miami. He don't want to live in L.A. and where all the actions and maybe better options are. He's happy with where he's at. He likes to smoke his cigarettes and ride around on his skateboard and live in Ohio. And and he's you know come out of the come out of the woods and make an appearance whenever he wants to. So if that's what defines his happiness, Mazeltov. It's kind of like for his level. It's kind of like being a billionaire. Like, you don't have to go buy everything because you know whenever you want it, you can just right. go get it. Right. Obviously, we're all on different levels. Like, my opportunities, when I have an opportunity, I have to go take that opportunity. Right. You could go, nah, that doesn't fit my, that doesn't right. fit what I'm going to do next. And his, uh, and his level is, 
he doesn't have to move until he his desire reaches. Dave that. is like Dave is like uh, one of the best mob movies ever made. Goodfellas. He's like Paul Savino's character, Paulie. Was that his name? Was it Paulie? I think, yeah. Yeah, he goes, uh, Paulie didn't move for anybody because he didn't have to. When Paulie moved, when Paulie wanted to move, Dave's like Paulie. You yeah. know, he, he pokes his head out the pizza shop window, looks over the street, see who's making noise. The minute everybody sees his face, they get quiet. He doesn't say a word. He just goes back into the pizza parlor, and the action resumes. Dave's a boss. Yeah, that is the best way to look at it. He's the boss. So we we, we touched on uh, on saying things the opposite way. Uh, there's no one saying anything more the opposite way than uh, Trump right now. Uh, Charlottesville. Yeah, oh, Do you want to you want you want to get into it? Yeah, you know, just fuck, man. Uh, I tweeted the other day. I feel like right now this whole Obama slash Trump chaos. It feels like Obama was like. Star Wars, The New Hope, and then now these next four years as the Empire Strikes Back, and in some capacity, Obama will return to us as the Jedi. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, you know, I, I think it would be, I know Michelle Obama said she's not going to run, but how great would it be if just things got so chaotic? She said, you know what? Fuck it. And she ran and beat Trump. He would lose to the two things he hates, a woman and a black, all in the same pot. That would be fucking justice. It would also make Hillary mad, too, which would be, for me, would be... Fuck, what, what, what's Hillary got to be mad about? <laughs> because Hillary is, wanted to be that first woman that was ever elected. Well, women didn't want her to be the first woman. Women killed that. Well, yeah. That, well, we, women, out- women, women, you guys fucked up. You had an opportunity to make history, and you let a man that grabs your pussies stand in the way of you being able to, you know, move some dick over. You well, know what I mean, y- y- y'all fucked that up. You know, niggas, we had our chance and we took it because we knew that aid. Hey, this might not come again for another eighty lifetimes. The first nigga president, we we yeah, we voted because he was black. <laughs> God damn it, fuck you, <laughs> go fuck yourself, Billy Burr. Fuck yourself. We took the opportunity and you should have too because you might not get this chance, ladies, for another long fucking time. You fucking idiots. I know I'm gonna get shit for what I'm gonna say right now. Because I'm not a Trump. I'm not a Trump man. I'm not a Trump supporter. When he was elected the president, I saw what the opportunities that he, the business intellect that he could bring to the country. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to support this. But Trump's, the first thing that he did wrong, he was never able to recover for him. Because the very first thing that he did wrong was that he beat Hillary. And at that moment. That's the first thing he did wrong? That's the first thing he did. He beat really? Hillary. Really? Yeah, because. You don't know that man's history. Oh, no, no, okay, okay, wait. Oh, okay. The first thing is president. The first thing is president. Yeah, right. I do know his history. First he thing he did wrong was come out of his mother's pussy. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to. I don't want to. Yeah, I wasn't going to get into the, that whole part. As president, he beat Hillary, and right. the, the left was like, okay, we are. And I'm not, I don't find myself to be on the left or the right. I would like to consider myself a sensible human being, and I right. like to look at both sides. Not the not like he looks at both sides. There's some there's some right and wrong too, uh, but when he beat it, they 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 were on him, and he really had an opportunity, knowing that they were knowing that that side was against him, to like be a reasonable and intelligent and an articulate person, and in every opportunity, he's taken the opposite approach to being reasonable, intelligent, and articulate. Right. So that that that's that was all I wanted to say that he just well, never. But he, but he showed you that during the campaign. Yeah, he did show that during so, the campaign. So but what did what did, the, what did people think he was going to win and go ta da and change into somebody else? People did think he was going to become more presidential. No, the, his minions thought that. His minions made, and I don't even know that they thought that because truthfully, they got exactly what they voted for. 
they got exactly what they voted for, and they're happy about it. You know? I, Listen, I, man, and, and that's why it's so funny because we slam black Trump supporters. We call them coons. And it's interesting to me because white people that support Trump say the dumbest shit ever. They go, oh, you, you anytime you got a black person that doesn't think like you do, you call him a coon. And this is white people's lack of knowing black history. That is not, we are not that fucking fragile. That is not why we call black people who support Trump coons. We call them coons because they overlook the facts. The fact that this man who called for the execution of the Central Park Five, that famous rape case back in the 80s where five black men were co- convicted and their, and their confessions were forced uh, to say that they raped a white woman and uh, Trump campaigned to have these guys executed when they were later exonerated and released because they didn't do it and their confessions were forced and the real rapist later admitted that he did it uh, and Trump never apologized. Never. The lawsuits that Trump faced for racial housing discrimination, the, 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 the things that Obama put in place uh, to protect people of color against hate crimes, which Trump is now trying to dismantle. The the leading the the charge on show us your birth certificate, prove you're a U.S. citizen, when everybody knows he was a U.S. citizen, but then to be hypocritical and won't show people his tax returns. How as a black person do you sit by, sit back, knowing all of that, knowing that this man just recently told a New York City New York City Police Department. You know what? Yeah, abuse power. Break the law. When you're pushing a suspect into the car and you put your hand over his head to protect him, don't put your hand there. Let him bump his head. That gives license to ignorant racist cops who want to kill niggas to begin with. See? My, my president said kill a nigga. How is a black person knowing this? Do you support this? You Uncle Ruckus shuffling Sam Jackson Django slave character coon ass niggas. That's why we call them niggas, coon niggas. And white people, if you took the time to study black history and know our history and know our pain, you would know that that's where that comes from. It's not because someone has a difference of opinion. We are not that fucking fragile. Come on, man. Wake the fuck up. And and, and one more thing, since I'm on my Al Sharpton shit, it kills me when white people say things like the shit I read on, on the fucking Twitter. When the right goes, you know, you, you black people, Democrats, you guys... You guys support the Democrats, and they started the KKK. All right, fair enough. So what you telling me? Republicans never owned slaves? You telling me that there's no racist Republican cops or judges in position that fuck black people over? Oh, so one racism is better than another? Was it racism and diet racism, motherfucker? It's still racism. You know what I mean? I just go with the Democrats because based on how it feels now and, and the temperature of things, if slavery was still here, they might be quicker to sign my freedom papers. Fuck it. Okay, that's a lot. Uh, that was a lot right now. There's a, there's a couple things in there that I, I, I wanted to say. Uh, I don't think that uh, white people, it's necessarily not only understanding black history. They need to read, they need to read up on white history. They know their shit. No, they don't. They, they, they don't. They're not, they know their shit better than they know our shit. Trust yeah, me. They, they, that, they got a whole school year dedicated to it, yeah, towards it. Yeah, we got a month. Mo- yeah, one month. The short month. Yeah. But there is things that they don't understand that's happened to them. Because the, the idea of... It's, it's not just racism on, on, a, on a color spectrum. It's also racism on an economic spectrum. And there's been, a, there's been a, an elitist in the government that, has, that, that would like to keep poor people poor. 
it's segregated and what and black people and white people segregated completely because we, as long as you can keep black people and white people against each other and keep them poor you get to run everything and that's that's kind of that's kind of what i see uh and that's still an elitist racist white group of people that are still controlling this right so i'm not i'm not i'm not saying there isn't uh, it right. isn't a racist thing i'm just saying there's there's a lot more Listen, to it you, people you, miss. i'm a brother you know they they them, them nazi motherfuckers don't like either one of us no not but at all I, I, I got a feeling that you know if they pointed a gun at both of us and said, well, one of you motherfuckers got to go first, they'd get me first. You'd be second. What? There's something about this brown skin they really can't stand. Well, you know what? That's true. But on the other hand, you might get a real religious one that goes, well, I'd at least to, this I'd, one I'd, believes I'd, I'd in Jesus. To, I'd love to fuck one of them racist <laughs> Nazi chicks with a yarmulke on. <laughs> <laughs> really, give, give, them, give them the dick and the Jew. Uh, like I said, I'm great on the racist. I'm, I'm, I'm across the street white. As long as you see me from across the street, I have no problems. Um, when you say, what do you mean when you say see you across the street? I just look like a regular white dude from across the street. You look like a regular white dude anywhere. Well, I look like a racist, like, like, no terrorist racist right now with my, my, with, the my beard? with the beard. Yeah, yeah, but you you still look like your milk gets delivered to you. <laughs> no, I just think I image that way. I don't right. know if I look that right. way. I think it's my, my my nice happy demeanor. It could be, it could be, but if if but if you don't smile. And I don't smile, and we both walking down the same oh, street. Oh yeah, 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 you're done. I, I'm more the threat. You're also. I'm more the threat. You, you're also uh, only about a foot taller than me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if height has anything to do with it. Uh, I've seen some intimidating black midgets. <laughs> you know what? Uh, black midgets are more intimidating than white midgets. <laughs> I don't know if that's racist or not, but I, I, I think that there's a. It's 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 definitely. Uh, I, th I think it's from rap music. Yeah, let me. I want to get back to the to the racial thing for a second. Okay, because uh, this is this is very important. I remember I was coming back from Vegas and I'm on the Southwest flight, and I'm watching um, the PBS documentary Eyes on the Prize, and this older white woman is sitting next to me, and I got my headphones in so she can't hear what I'm watching, but she can clearly see it, and she's old enough to where I know she knows what she's looking at, and at the end of the flight. And I turn my my uh, my iPad off. She puts her hand on my knee and she goes, "I'm so sorry for what my people did to yours." And she teared up, and I started to tear up. And and I'm not trying to get all gushy mushy gayish or whatever, but that to me was so important because again, I think white people know what they know from what they've been taught, which is Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King. Martin. They know Martin Luther King to death, like we all do. Martin Luther King is the McDonald's of civil rights leaders. He's the most accessible, the most loved, the most, he's the famous, he's the poster guy for, for that. Most people don't take the time to know about Malcolm X, read his, his, his autobiography, know about Medgar Evers. And, and I, and I just go, if I wish white people would really invest time in like, go watch. If you really want to understand black people and our plight and why things are the way that they are, and how powerful this shit is. Go get Eyes on the Prize by PBS, the six-part documentary. Watch that. Go get the PBS documentary MLK, Still I Rise, and watch that. Go watch Nate Parker's Birth of a Nation, 12 Years a Slave, Roots. Really sit down and watch that shit. And if you have an ounce of humanity and soul in you, uh, you'll get a better understanding. I think white people think that sometimes they know enough already 
and what you think you know, which is very little, explains everything. And it's so much deeper than that. You know, it's, it really is. You know, when I, again, when I refer, when we refer to Sheriff Clark as a coon, again, the feedback is he's just a patriot. Why are you, why are you calling him a coon? Because he thinks different. You know, it, it, Sheriff Clark made a comment where he said, uh, we shouldn't worry about cops. We should worry about the ghettos. Well, ghettos exist due to systematic racism. Ghettos didn't just pop up out of nowhere and, and a bunch of niggas and savages living in poor conditions being savages. You know, ghettos systematically have been designed to exist. So, so it's like you can't say don't worry about cops, worry about ghettos. You know, it's like don't fix the symptoms, fix the problem. But the problem, and that's where, that's where this gets hard. That people don't, I don't think that a lot of people understand. The problem is going to be much harder to fix because when you just said we're ghettos, people would have to understand road structure in this country and the development of road structure in major metropolitan cities were built to separate, segregate, and develop black communities that were going to be ghettos because they cut off uh, roadways with freeways. So economically, they developed these areas on purpose. Yeah. So exactly and that's what like that's what I said. We need to study our history as white people because we don't even know this shit. Right. They don't know. They they just say they say you when say we tell people when we tell people to email comments for this podcast. Yeah. And let, let's do that right now too, since we're because I know that people that are going to be listening to this, their 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 wheels are turning. So what email can we give them? Well, I, I can give them my email right now to start with, but we we'll, we'll set up an Air, uh, Aries and Stein uh, a Spears and Steinberg. Uh, Email. All right. Well, for, for the for the meantime, we will set that up, and then the next podcast we'll have that we'll, we'll have that going. But, in, can, the, but I, in the meantime, you can also send emails to me at Aries Spears forty five at Hotmail. Yeah, let's do it. A R I E S S P E A R S forty five at Hotmail. Uh, again, I'm I'm stealing from Bill Burr here, but uh, much respect, Burr. Yeah, I'd like to hear from you. Give me your comments uh, and uh, see if we can have some fun with them. Well, I, I want to see what kind of heat comes out. Oh, of that. dude, it, it's they. Oh my God, it's gonna be a. I think I have to fart, but I know I got a shit. Booty rim, hot heat. Oh, the, 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 that feeling you get when you think you got to fart, but you realize you got to shit because the rim of your asshole get hot. It, it's just it's going it's going to emanate that kind of heat. Race talk always gets people fucking going, you know. Well, the, can, let's talk. Can we talk a little bit about? I have the news on right now. I hope no. I hope they can't hear um, Charlottesville uh, and, and these monuments. Uh, you want to talk about? Did you want to? You know, I understand. Like I, I, I recently saw an interview where Charles Barkley commented on the on the monuments, and I'm gonna say what he said. I could walk past one of the monuments, and it don't mean a fucking thing to me. I understand why people would want to get rid of them, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with getting rid of them but let's be honest getting rid of them what's that gonna change fuck the monuments give it to the racist right lead the monuments up how, how great would that be to keep around a symbol of racism that symbol don't hurt nothing in, in, in the psyche and in the emotions it might touch you but physically that that statue ain't hurting nobody them live motherfuckers with sticks and guns and them signs and and hailing hitler the idiots that can actually physically cause pain and murder, like the dude that drove the car into the heather. Let's get rid of them motherfuckers. Let's 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 strap them 
out to a nuclear warhead and send it to North Korea. So, so you think they're okay? So what? Do you, but in that feeling, then you think we're putting the wrong effort. We're, we're fighting the wrong fight because uh, getting rid of a statue, what is it going to change? If 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 getting rid of those statues was going to make every white person lose their power, like the statue being gone is kryptonite, and it would end racism, get, I'll be the one helping to get the motherfuckers loose. But let it be real. That's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything. But here's here's my here's my point of what I why I and I know people. Hold, I'm sorry. I'm, I know people will disagree with me about this. And I know this might come off as kind of stupid, but I just even when people do all that marching, you know, marching against Trump towers and 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 you know holding these rallies against Trump, it just feels like what is it really? If he's going to get impeached. It's going to be because of something we find out that he did that was illegal. All the marching in the street ain't going to get him removed from the presidency. No. Well, I, and it blocks traffic. It don't allow me to get home and eat and, 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 and watch the ball game. And it just it creates a lot of noise that we already we, we know what the pain is. We know what the anger is. But at the end of the day, that shit comes and goes. And people march and they march and they scream. The next day, the streets are as clear as though it never happened. And what has changed? What has changed? Uh, you know, and I, I don't go ahead. I, I know people are going to disagree with me on that. No, and, and I'm not disagreeing with you on the some of the marches. I, I want to know the people there. Do they know what they're really marching? Do they understand the whole reason why? Or are they just trying to feel better about? They're trying to make themselves feel better about the situation by being a participant, but not actually even understanding what it is. The reason why I think some of these statues have to go is because of the timing that they were put up. And I know that sounds, well, it doesn't affect you today, but right. in the time that they were put up, they were put up for a reason. The reason was the South will rise again kind of reason. It was, it was to let the people know, even though that there was an emancipation proclamation, that there was right. freedom, but you couldn't go anywhere. Right. They put in the Jim Crow laws. This was to just to show that, that these were shadows of, of a past to show you that, yeah, we might have changed some laws, but we ain't changing what you're, what's happening to you. And that's right. why I think some of these statues, they were put up in the early 1900s. They were really put in place to keep black folks down to yeah. make them understand that yeah you got your freedom but that doesn't make any difference because this is the south they do what they want to do but we're doing what we want to do here yeah and that's what that's why that's that's one of the reasons why i think that they should be ta- they should be taken down and then when we get into it you hear trump saying well wh- where does it stop does it stop on on on, on then just go to Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, and the idea is we're talking. We're not. We're, it, it's stops, it stops when we remove you. If we go from Robert Lee to Thomas Jefferson to George Washington to you, we, <laughs> no more. We've we've removed the biggest monument, the biggest stone <laughs> right in now the, in the country's history. Well, right now, but it, it doesn't. It, it, we're talking about we're talking about removing people that were. They were famous for a civil war when they fought against what was an American way of life, uh, the new American way of life, which is what it should have been in the beginning. And so these people come from a past and a history. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be remembered. They should be remembered in history books. They should be remembered in museums. But I don't necessarily think that, and I said this on a post, if I found out that Mickey Mouse raped and beaten and enslaved my my four, my, my people never get a Disney audition. Yeah, no, after this, I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, but if I found that out, uh, I right. probably wouldn't want to go to Disneyland. 
And so I don't need that shadow with something over me. And I understand people being oppressed by other things. We are all oppressed by things that we don't even notice. Listen, it was it was a known fact that Walt Disney was racist. And I read you some I read some contradictory information recently. But my kids love Disneyland. Yeah, well, as long as it's cute. <laughs> if, as long as you do something cute, you can be forgiven forever. Yeah, man. You know, uh, hey, comedy, as long as it's funny, it ain't hate speech. Well, and you and those things for Disney, you look at how Disney portrayed blacks, Jews. But but to speak on that, and this is what's amazing, you go to that old clip, Paul Mooney used to talk about it, uh, but you go to that old clip of Dumbo with the black scarecrows. I but, done bees, I done seen about everything, did I see the elephant. They, they trying to mock black people. But you read the comment section, and it's people going, I don't see no racism. What racism? Oh, it's just a cartoon. I, sometimes people, and again, I, I, no black person is looking at that and not seeing what's obvious. So I have to imagine that that's got to be a handful of white people that are again going, what racism? To be that insensitive and that blind and that naive, this is why we have a disconnect. Because black people keep screaming to y'all, hey man, we're not just playing the race card to play the race card. This is the proof. And there are a, a large portion of white people out there that go, ah, oh, you guys, come on. No, and, and they're going to do that forever. They'll do it forever. It's, it's, like, it's like when um, black people had complained forever about police brutality. And then all of a sudden we had camcorders and they got a, they got a, a tape of Rodney King getting beat. Yeah. And then they want to act like this is an isolated incident. Oh, well, he just happened to have a camcorder at a time when but right. this never happens anywhere else it was right. just this one moment in one time no it's just now that you have the ability to catch people doing the fucking wrong yeah, thing no I, I tell you it's it's almost like uh it's crazy again um it, this this there's a certain amount of naivete that some white people have and they go well you know when you show black people getting fucked up by the cops one of the things i hear white people say is well if they would just obey the law like every dude that getting beat up by the cops is just what fighting it. There are some cases, yeah, where I've seen. Like I saw a video recently on Twitter where this brother was literally fist fighting two police officers, and at no point did the cops even reach for their guns. They was having a all out fist fight, and I said, "Yeah, if you want to meet God, nigga, that is the way to do it." You like this nigga is is throwing fists. With cops. And I mean, he's trying to knock them out. So, yeah, there are some incidences. But there are so many more incidences where, come on, man, we know what it is. We, we really know what it is. Or, or we know what it is. And, and they might be naive to it and don't want to admit it. But come on, man. And, and I hate when I hear sometimes I hear white people say things like, it's not a black or white thing. It's a, it's a poverty thing. It's a poor thing. So all the niggas that get killed by cops get killed because they just broke they get killed because they broke god damn all shucks if they only had money it's the dumbest shit i've ever heard that's not there's no i think i've heard dumber things and i get that not all cops are bad and i get that, that they always said that but you can't keep on saying not all cops are bad yes there's a few bad apples and then call to talk about a blue wall of silence right and if you're going to leave the bad apples in the barrel right. then you are all bad apples listen to be fair in the hood, in, in the ghettos, snitching is looked upon as, you know, uh, a disgrace. Snitches get stitches. But if I know there's a motherfucker living next to me that's raping kids, nigga, I'm telling. I don't give a fuck if he is black as coal. I'm telling. 
You know what I'm saying? Fuck, I would let this animal rape my child or rape somebody else's child. If I know there's a murderer living next door to me, I'm telling. I'm not going to be a victim because I want to show some black solidarity. You know what I mean? So the same thing for the cops. You know, it don't make a difference how great of a cop you are. If you know there are bad cops among you and you won't snitch, well, then you is you just as bad as them. The fuck good is that if you got your chest out talking about I'm one of the good ones while I sit back and not say nothing while one of the bad ones, you know, uh, dishonors the badge. You know, you got to be that shit work both ways, man. I wish I could remember. I think I fuck it up, but I was watching MSNBC yesterday and uh, they kind of had a few Trump supporters being interviewed. And they asked the guy, is Trump somehow responsible for all of this? And one of the guys basically said, no. I guess what he was ultimately saying was these people were going to do what they were going to do with or without Trump, which I totally disagree with. Trump was the spark that, that lit the fuse. You know, he was like, how could Trump be responsible? Gasoline is harmless until it's lit. You know what I mean? Gasoline don't hurt nobody until you put the flame to it. So he was the flame that lit the gasoline. See, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on really? this one. Really? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why I disagree with you on this one. And this is where I go back to where I said Trump's biggest crime to start with was defeating. Was birth. After birth. After birth was defeating birth. Hillary. Because I think the media. Oh. I know the way. I think the media has given so much attention to these racist groups and bringing press that they want to be at these rallies now. They want to show that the, the, there's more. They They... Although Trump, I'm not going to disagree that Trump heated that up. Right. But without this media attention, without them getting news, if they weren't going to get news, if they weren't going to get on TV the way they're going to get it on TV, it goes back to the thing. The media is doing their job. Yeah, but the That's way they're doing it. The, no, the, but they. That reminds me of Chris Rock's joke. The media. The media. Nigga, if I'm at an ATM at 3 in the morning, I ain't looking for the media. I'm looking for niggas. Mike Wallace ain't never done nothing to me. It's, 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 it's like, dude, how you going to blame the media for doing their job? It's their job to cover this shit. You're not going to have a neo-Nazi white supremacist KKK rally marching down a major street in any city and the news not cover it. Wait, no, but, but here's what the news did do. And, and listen, I'm not defending. This isn't not in defense of Trump. This is in, this is what I'm really saying is that there's sometimes there's a storm, and for a perfect storm to develop, you need a bunch of different things, not just gasoline. You need a bunch of different things to ignite this thing and make this thing blow up. And this is what I'm talking about is more of a storm. It wasn't just Trump. When Trump got and elected, you need the media to tell you that the storm is coming. Well. Well, sometimes, but sometimes the media gets it wrong, and you prepare for a storm that didn't happen, or they don't tell you, and the storm hits your house. I would rather prepare for a storm that don't happen. Okay, but when Trump got uh, got elected, and they had that one that one group, I don't even know the dude's name. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know the dude's name. But they they, they kept filming this, and they attached him because they spoke about Trump. There was a hundred, about a hundred of these Nazi sympathizers, neo neo whatever whatever alt right guys. Doing some kind of, they said it was some um, Hitler salute. There was like a hundred of them in a banquet room, right after, not too long after Trump right. got elected. And the news, this is where I felt like this is what the storm started. The news wanted because they said Trump, they wanted to connect Trump with this because the news doesn't like. Come on, let's be honest, they don't like Trump. I don't blame them for not liking Trump. I'm just saying, they. Well, nobody likes Trump except Heil Hitler. Yeah, well, them motherfuckers like Trump, but they and, can't. and it don't help when Trump goes. Fake news. I like real news. Uh, That's like, how you going to expect a bitch to love you if just before you trying to get the pussy, you spit in the face? You got to massage your knees, rub a neck, buy a dinner. 
You're, you're right. trying to fuck her. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denying that that part is not true. But what I'm saying is, is that they were after him from the beginning. They were after him from the beginning. He could have. He could have came out with great health care, and they still would have been after him. He didn't come out with great health care, by the way. So, so what? So so what role did they play? And the fact that they reported because he wasn't going to come out with great health care, no, and potentially take health care from 22 million people. What ro- what bad role did they play okay. in that? That health care is going to end if it doesn't get funded anyway. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, the, the government. First of all, the government of the people by the people is, is letting us down because it's not just about one branch of government. The president's the president. I don't know about this dude. I I I I, I don't even know how he got elected. To be honest, I don't know how he got elected. And and if if anybody in America is looking back right now and listening to this and they're looking at me, listen, Bernie Sanders should have won this. We wouldn't be having this argument. And now everybody um, now now another half of the people Barack should be serving a third term, but it is what it is. Well, that that's because of something that happened during World War II where they made a rule that you could only have two terms. But when you when you say when you say you don't know how he got elected, if 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 this ain't fake news and what we hearing and seeing is true, the Russians is how he got elected. I think we would know exactly what the Russians did by now if they they're still they investigating. I, I hope they have and, something. And we and we already know enough now to know the shit don't smell right. Yeah, it doesn't look right. So I'm not. But this this is not what this is not what I'm saying. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna it's gonna get lost in what I'm trying to say. I still say that when there was a hundred of these guys and they put the camera on him and they and they made it look they wanted it to look this way because of their hatred the, the, the hatred for this man and I'm not saying that they don't shouldn't have a that, that their hatred wasn't justified I'm saying but they put it out there and that grew this group into a bigger group and started giving them national attention that they didn't have before. If Trump was as bland and as boring as a candidate as pretty much every one of the Republican candidates. Do you think we'd still be having this firestorm? No, not at all. Okay, so but the media didn't hate the the, the media did. The media can the media can only the media gives you what you give them to give you. You know, they give the people what 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 they you know what they're given to give. But okay, let's say, let's take healthcare just for a second. Yeah. Barack's plan, he threw it out there. He did it faster than he wanted to. He didn't have it exactly the way he wanted to, but he needed to get it out. That health care plan was going to have to be fixed, altered, and changed no matter what to continue to be funded because it runs out of money in 2018, I think, this next year. Mm-hmm. So although Trump made this big, this is the part about Trump. That this is, instead of coming out and saying, we're going to fix health care, we're going to repeal and replace. This is why he's an asshole. Because he had to make it. Because the thing that Trump did that it ruins everything and that caused the storm and they got the media to be against him is because it's never about us together. It's always us against them. It's always us against. There has to be a victor and a loser to make this work for him. That's what Trump's biggest problem is to me. Because it couldn't be just, we're going to fix health care. We're going to make a better health care system. Because Obama would agree that we need to continue to make that health care system better. It wasn't, it was, it was put out in a way that needed to continue and improve. But instead, he says, I'm going to repeal and replace. Like, the way he and said that, it... And, but, and that repeal and replace, I, I believe, has more to do with him erasing everything that Barack Obama does. Done. That's how I Destroying felt about it. his legacy. And that's what I feel like. It, that's the problem. This right. is the problem that we're and in. And let me just say again for the media, because I want to backtrack a little bit, because uh, people are in the business of selling. You know, magazines have to be sold. Books have to be sold. Uh, movies have to be sold. And, and people like anything that needs to be sold, the product has to be, you know, it's got to be action to it. It's got to be some ooh, some ah. And right or wrong, Trump is ooh and ah. 
You know, the way yeah. he ran his campaign, he was a show. Um, and just like with anything else, you know, news has advertisers. So, you know, the more eyeballs on that channel, that's what they're going to promote. And they're not going to do stories about kittens being rescued from trees or, you know, people singing Kumbaya, sitting around a, a, a campfire, you know, in sandals playing ukuleles. And that, 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 don't, that don't sell shit. You know, it's, it's got to be bad, 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 bad. They're in the business of, of selling, but, you know, the bad exists. They're not making the bad up, but that's that's on the agenda because that's what sells. Yeah, and you can show it differently, though. And, and I got to tell you, just the news, all the news, I'm not talking about just negative Trump or pro-Trump. I got rid of news from my house. I canceled cable. I couldn't take it anymore. It was like I it was like I invited the vampire in and I just was I hated every day had right. a shadow over me and I didn't want it. I wanted to read articles. I go online, I read, I try to get as much information as I can daily. Right. But I can't I can't deal with this one side hates this and one side hates this. And I still listen to people complain about Fox News. Fox News I don't even watch Fox News, but I read the articles from Fox News contributors. Yeah. And there and and or CNN articles talking about how Fox News reporters have spoken out against Trump. So there, there's no doubt that this is not the Trump, this isn't a pro-Trump thing that I'm trying to say right now. Right. I'm trying to say that there is a perfect storm. This guy was what they needed to get this, this, this alt movement, I guess. This alt. Right. But I don't like how, I, like, I, I, I want it, and I know we can't go backwards, but I want it to go back in the day where Walter Cronkite, who everybody listening to this podcast probably doesn't even know who the fuck that is, <laughs> would just sign off and goes, that's the way it is. Right. And he would just tell you the way that it is. He wouldn't tell you the way you're supposed to feel or right. what it was. And that's what news was. Now this is entertainment news. And yeah. it's easy It's it's easy to, to ride in. And this is what, this is, again, this is on, this is what I think about the white side of my, my existence here, is that uh, it's easy just to, to take a side and not know everything and just want to be on the side of right. But you have to know why you're on the side of right. Right. And I'm not saying that anything that these people, the news have done, is ruining this dude because this dude's ruining himself. Right. I'm just saying know what he's actually doing wrong and don't buy in to just everything. No, it's they, not, they, oh. no they know. They know. Uh, I, I, the young lady, I was watching again MSNBC yesterday, uh, Brooke something. The, uh, the young lady, it's the first time I ever saw her. She basically, it was, it was wonderful. She basically scrolled through everything Trump has done thus far. Not going, not even going back to the moment he started the campaign, just since he's been in office. And as she was reading the list at one point, she had to stop and take a sip of water because it was so much <laughs> shit she had to go through. Um, so they know it's documented. That's why it kills me again with this, with Trump supporters go fake news. So you mean to tell me ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, not Fox News, but a regular network Fox, CNN and MSNBC, they're all reporting the same shit. All of this is fake news. All of them are lying. No, no, it's That's not. It's ridiculous. But it's not that they're lying. They're like, but when, when the uh, Russian thing came out, every news channel said he's going to be impeached. He's not going to get impeached over this Russia thing. They're going to have a hard well, time proving it. Well, well, well to maybe. Be continued. May, maybe. We hope and fingers crossed. <laughs> But the way the news reacts, there, it was. I've never seen news react in a knee-jerk way. I want just honesty, clarity in the news. That's all I'm saying. I agree with the news. I'm not right. saying that they're wrong. I'm saying right. they give us too. They're giving us opinion a lot of the time and not 
the actual news. I want just the news. Mm. I want what they can prove. Mm. I, I don't. I don't. I think you're wrong. I think they're giving a lot of facts uh, sprinkled with opinion, and I don't have it. Listen, I, I think it's great. Don't don't just be a robot. I like a little opinion. You know, uh, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. Uh, and if you're not, you know, sensible enough to be able to separate that their opinion from what the fact is, well, then that's on you. You know, I, it, Trump. Listen, it, and I think at this point. We keep expecting Trump supporters to finally have that epiphany and go, oh, my God, we fucked up. He is an asshole. He is a racist, narcissistic, woman hater, misogynist. But listen, I, it's it's dawned. It's really my epiphany is gone. These motherfuckers, Trump supporters are like trailer park female women who know that their boyfriend is abusing their kids, but won't let him go because she finally got a man. She finally got somebody to watch TV with and drink beers with. And she ain't had a man in a long time. So when them kids go, Mommy, Bruce is hitting me, he's doing no such thing. You know, they're they, 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 they going to protect their man over their kids. Yeah, I just wish, I, I wish, what, and I have to agree with you on a lot of that because I don't know how at this point people can't look and go, it's, This is not, this isn't the right deal. Yeah. We made a mistake. Yeah. It's a four-year mistake, or if, if, or sooner, but it's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, are we gonna get nuked? No. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. I, here's if, when you guys email. I, here's my question to you. Please answer. And, I, and you know, from what the news says, if Kim Jong Un is capable of launching a nuke, which he doesn't have the capability yet, the goal was they said that he wants to have one by 2020, but he's ahead of schedule and can have one by 218, and it would hit the West Coast. To any uh, West Coast people, which I'm a resident of the West Coast, you're a resident of the West Coast, if you found out a nuke was coming, what would you do? What would you do to get your last moment in? How much time, how much time do we have? I don't know, but, you, you know. Do you, do you have 15 let, minutes? I, I don't know what the... Let's just say you got a decent amount, not a decent amount of time. You got time. You got an hour? You got, you got maybe an hour. What would you do? Well, everybody's going to try to get out of there, aren't they? Which, of course, that means no one's going to get out of there. Yeah. Because everybody's going to be trying to get out of there. So what would you do? What would you do? I would go to Wendy's and have a triple <laughs> cheese with bacon, uh, <laughs> a soda, and some fries, uh, and try to hope I can eat it in without barfing it up out of fear. Uh, you'd hopefully, hopefully you try to do something enjoyable, man. I'd want to just hang out with my kids. You're right. Burgers would be pretty good. I'd go to Shake Shack, though. I'd t- I'd, I'm sorry. Right. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm a little fancy. This boy, this little chunky Asian. It, oh, goodness. You know, I just don't, oh, you know, oh, goodness. It's a scary thought, man. It's a scary thought. Uh, that's why I'm saying, man, I, this racism shit, we are fighting the wrong fight. How can you sit there and fight each other when it's like, dude, dude, we got a bigger problem. We got this plump Asian over there, man, trying to obliterate us. I, I, even that. And people are more concerned with fighting each other than the fact that, dude, when do we unite as one country and fight the real enemies? You know, I, I always thought that, you know, when you look in the newspaper and you see those cartoons, those political cartoons, based on current events, I would have loved to have seen one where, and again, I'm not trying to come off sappy or corny, but just to really drive home the point, when 9-11 happened, 
they finally put up those 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 lights that go yeah. up in New York to represent the towers. I always thought that somebody should have drew a cartoon of a Klansman and a, a black Israelite, both arm over each other's shoulder, holding candles. Because the point is, we so busy fighting each other that we ignoring where the real fight is. You know, that's why I just I don't get wanting to be racist. There's no fun in that. I don't. There's no fun in that. Like, I'm supposed to hate Asians when I love uh, fortune cookies and Chinese food. I'm supposed to be mad at Italians when I love mob movies and pasta. I like tacos and fucking white women too much to be racist. I don't want to be racist. There's no fun in that. I, I, the, the idea of it. Okay, this is where, and maybe they'll write it on this. This will be like, like you just said, are we going to get new? I got one for you because this is the one. I've never believed in this uh, ancient aliens. You ever see these things on uh, on the History Channel? The ancient aliens, uh, like aliens in the sky. Yeah, but like they came down. They've been here. They've been yeah, present. Yeah, every- yeah. I believe in that shit. Okay, here's here's my question then. Could we be an experiment? And could could we have just had groups of people? Maybe maybe there is segregation in the solar system. Could there be a planet of all black people? A planet of like white people? This, a planet this- of Asians? And then we they, they 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 said, well, let's see what happens when we all get together. And then they, they just put us on Earth, that's the little group here, little group around, and then we all kind of just took hundreds of years to, like, you know, we fought over land and property, and then we got to this point, and now this is like the end of the experiment. Because this is, I always said that the reason things... Oh, just real quick, despite everything you folks have just heard, Andy is not sniffing cocaine, <laughs> and he's not smoking weed. Continue. <laughs> I always thought... <laughs> That the reason things get heated up more like where we are right now in our society here is because I think it's the end of racism. And this is, and I know you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. But what I think is, have you, when you, um, let's say we put some clay in our hands, some clay, and you start, and and you go like this, you just start to squish it a little bit. Not very much clay comes out in between your fingers. And and you keep doing it, you keep doing it. And as as the shit gets closer and tighter, all that shit, all that, the clay, let's just, it's not the, it's not the good part. That shit just squirts out, but it's tighter and it's coming out faster and more angry. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm hoping what we're where we at in the world right now is that this is the end of this shit. And the reason you got these like Nazis and these people, this is the end. This is them getting expelled at the last ditch effort just before they shoot out into mm-hmm. whatever it is and that it's all gone. That's 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 what I'm hoping. That's not what I you know, that's that's a hope is a big difference between the reality of a situation but that's where i think we could be and i think maybe we're chopped off here by different people coming this summer <laughs> from steven spielberg <laughs> infinity race space sounds like a movie it does <laughs> maybe we should make that movie but dude oh, I, dude i i and even in even in white folks and black folks i think there's different groups i when i look at football there was something going on in this hotel when we got here on right. thursday right. and it was athletes yeah Dude, I got I, my elevator opened up on the third floor. There was a white dude standing in front of me that I know I'm not connected to him in any kind of relationship in this world whatsoever. He was like six eight. He had his like he was built like I know that my ancestors did not ever relate to that person right there. Right. right. So where where did this come from? Like that's well, could we all? It is. There's there's not listen. 
there's white girls out there who legitimately have ass. Uh, you know, black people, we known as the booty people. And, you know, we all know black women pretty much have ass and thighs. And, and white girls have asses as flat as notebook paper. But every now and then you see a white woman with an incredible ass, which is to say that albino tigers exist. So there, we know that that's not the norm, but they're in the wild. So that white dude you saw was an albino white man. You know, he he's, he was a wild tiger. You know, an albino tiger. Trust me, for every one of those, you're going to see a thousand white motherfuckers that look more like Woody Allen. You know, they, I don't know, man. J.J. Watt. Look at J.J. Watt. That does not look... That's not a normal human being. I'm trying to tell you this. There's a few wild species <laughs> that aren't the norm. That's all that is. That is all that is. Every now and then, I see a black woman with her ass as flat as notebook paper. And I'm going... This bitch is an albino tiger. It's, it's happening a lot more. I see a lot of these skinny black girls lately. Yeah, well, they, that ain't the norm for us, man. Like I said, we we high cholesterol and high blood pressure. Tell so me, the we eat we 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 southern roots and we you know salt and seasoning and fat and grease. The world's changing, and to a better place, there's going to be more white girls with big asses. Well, yeah, if you got a panache for uh, a zest for fucking white women, uh, yeah, that's going to be great. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm technically I'm, I'm married, but my appetite for pussy don't change, uh, and I, I love them all. I mean, but you know, did you see the blonde girl at the club this weekend though? Was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness, albino tiger. Oh. And listen, there's some black dudes out there that I mean, they have, they thirst for white women. It's serious. I mean, they get so excited, they get that white shit build up on the corner of their lips, you know, and they start frothing at the mouth. I, I like a nice white woman, but Again, I'm a nigga, but I like seasoning. And black women and Hispanic women have seasoning, you know? So I think we should leave it there, brother. We should. Let's see what letters yeah, we get. Yeah. Again, this being our first podcast, as we bring this to a close, uh, you know, we're going to stumble and fall a little bit along the way. But uh, to try to keep things interesting uh, and see what works and what doesn't work, we're going to have a segment, basically, which is the uh, question of the day. So we will ask a question to you, the listening audience, and you will email us your answers and we will read your answers on the very next podcast. Um, and you can also ask questions that you want us to answer and we will answer them on that very next podcast. So here's my race question of the day. Uh, I want to ask this to both white people and Latinos, particularly Mexicans. Um, Mexican women, why do you guys wear prom dresses to the laundromat to do your laundry? And white people, why do you guys tongue kiss your dogs in the mouth? Those are my two questions. And here's my third and final question. To white girls that fuck black men and who act black and have black girlfriends, when will you guys switch up that official I fuck black men hairdo? The comb over the face and the shaved back head. That is the official white woman I love niggas hairdo. When will you guys, white women that fuck black men, retire that hairdo? Please send your questions to Spears 45 at Hotmail.com. Andy? Okay, my first question is, and this happened to me recently, so I want to know if this is a standard thought process from black folks. When you see a white dude drop something on the floor, food, 
Do you think all white dudes pick up the food and eat the food off the floor at the moment they drop the food? Because I won't tell you why, but I, that's, that's my first question. I want to know if you think all white people eat the shit that they drop on the floor. Okay, my next question. I don't understand, and I want to know. Black girls, what is that greasy shit that is on your sideburns making your hair stuck to your head? What is that? 